Beard Bros, Campfire, Fun, fun time. time. I'm Grant. I'm Tyler. We're back. First real podcast of the new year, 2022. Happy new year. You guys heard my little solo cast just to get back on the board, just to kind of get things moving again a few days ago. We're back, as promised. As you know, like the Facebook page, Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. Make sure you follow us. We're always posting things there, keeping you updated on everything. Uh, little things throughout the weeks as well that we may or may not talk about on the podcast. Little secrets and Easter eggs, which is weird. I didn't know about Easter bunnies. Isn't that weird about how the whole egg and the bunny thing? Where, where, where did that come from? Bunnies don't come from eggs. Did they no, I know, but where did the, the, the eggs correlating with Easter no come idea. from. It has to be pr- probably some pagan thing, honestly, that was like probably, yeah. taken over by the Catholic Church and changed in some way, so it's illogical now. It makes no sense. Anyway, Facebook page, we appreciate it. <clears throat> if you like us and follow us, also, the, you know, I say it every time, but the review thing, the five-star review, after a minute or so of podcasting, uh, of listening to our podcast, you can leave us a star review rating, and that helps us tremendously get on the board Let's more people listen to us. You know, that's a easy and free thing to do. Costs nothing. We appreciate that. We're open to any and all suggestions oh, yeah. as well. That's a easy way to communicate with us too right now at least while we're still figuring out other means. It's going to be the Facebook page for sure. Uh, we'll be able to communicate with what, like, you know, whoever, whatever you want to talk about, we'll do it. I did see a suggestion. Oh. It's coming in right now. Yeah, it says, Tyler, get another donut hole. Oh, okay. Let me grab that real quick. Dunkin' Donuts. Appreciate that I like how Dunkin' Donuts calls them munchkins. Yeah, they're and they're not like the discard from a normal donut. No, it's a it's a separate separate ball. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, delicious. fact, they sell more coffee than anyone in the whole world apparently, and their donuts are really good too. I kind of think of Dunkin' Donuts like a. like a Casey's, where they're like a pizza and convenience store that also sells gas. I tell you what, but they call them a gas station. Casey's has won me over. I've been a come and go guy for a while. I love Casey's, but Casey's has been consistent because I get off of work at five thirty a.m. give or take, and so I go to come. Do. I'll go to two come and goes. They have nothing in their food thing. You know, I want a good hearty breakfast whenever I put in eleven, twelve hours at work. So I go to Casey's and they got pizza they've got croissant sandwiches they got a little bit of everything yeah yeah casey's is uh that's an iowa thing that's where the headquarters are and uh they're super proud about casey's up there but yeah it's a well-known you know well and they're finally into the into <clears throat> the year 2020 you know or i guess 2022 now uh-huh. but uh they got like a reward system apps and everything yeah. now but before they were old school they didn't have that modern but you know at the same time they kind of didn't have to have anything for so long because Everyone around them knew what they had. They had pizza, Green breakfast pizza? stuff, and you could fill up your gas while you're there and get some coffee. You know, the whole convenience store, that market or that model, I feel like, kind of blew up. I mean, you see come-and-go markets now, you know. Uh, I jokingly call them KGMs. If I can abbreviate anything, I'm probably going to just for comedic purposes. I think it's funny. Uh, but like come and go markets, business models completely changed to basically a Casey's, you know, hot, fresh food, right. more of like grab and go food with some gas and stuff on the side. This makes it more interesting. Well, and they can probably make more money off of that rather than the, you yeah. know, the crap, whatever processed food that they have on the, the shelf. The prepackaged. I mean, yeah. if it's anything like operating a bar, you know, the cost 
between bottled beer and draft beer and why they push draft over bottle right. is because their profits are just like double, triple what they oh, would yeah. off that bottle of beer, that packaged good. It's probably the same thing if I had to imagine. I doubt the gas stations are really making money off gas at all. They're no, probably like yeah. barely breaking even and everything yeah, else. Yeah, they're is not what making they they're making it off of the, you know, three dollar Mountain Dews and the, the five dollar sandwiches. Yeah, all three that. Three to five dollar sandwiches yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sodas are like two dollars now for a bottle of soda. <clears throat> but anyway, what we're gonna talk about today, guys, we're gonna get into it a little bit. For those of you that loves guns as much as we do, uh Shot Show just ended. Shot Show twenty twenty two. For, your, for those of you that are unfamiliar with what SHOT Show is, it is the massive gun manufacturer, accessories, you know, anything firearm related and hunting related uh, for gear, accessories, and firearms, optics, and all of that. The manufacturers of these companies, they come together in an exposition center in Las Vegas, and it is awesome. I've had the opportunity to go to one while I was uh, working at Eagle Armory. And uh, it's just a big convention center, you know, multi-floor convention center, massive warehouse-sized rooms of just thousands and thousands of stands that you... A lot of fun toys there, I imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stuff that, you know, is civilian-approved and stuff that will never hit the civilian market, but it's just kind of, you know, showing off to what that company is also doing. You know, it boosts the civilian market oh, sales, yeah. obviously, if you get a military contract. And companies like HK and FN... You know, they always bring out some really cool displays uh, for their tables. Like the year I was there, uh, they had one of the um, one of the guns, one of the like Gatling style like guns, like a mini gun that hangs outside of a bird that goes and it shoots like a ridiculous cyclonic rate. Just you a know, spray of freedom right there. They had that on the floor. And you could stand behind it and hold it and take pictures with it and stuff. Cool. It's so cool. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff you'll see. You'll also see um, a lot of uh, former servicemen and veterans of a variety of backgrounds from people as, you know, legendary and infamous as Sergeant Major Kyle Lamb from Black Hawk Down all the way to Larry Vickers, um, from the 80s and 90s and maybe even John Delta Wick Force. might show up we don't know Keanu Reeves I mean Joe Rogan was there when <laughs> oh, I was there yeah. Stephen Ranella yeah. you know I mean uh Coleon Noir whoever you're into in the firearm industry you know AK Operators Union all these guys were there so you can kind of time your days and go and see these people and I would imagine a lot of uh content creators and YouTube and stuff because they, they're constantly oh, there and the I'm newest, sure it's latest greatest now. thing why not get a sneak peek at it you know and see it before everyone else does so and you know at that time youtube was still massive and still big but i feel like even more so social media and the internet has blown up for these kind of like journalism aspects and podcasting and stuff so you, yeah there's a lot more freelance journalists and companies that you've never heard of that are all trying to get interviews with these companies yeah. but <clears throat> it's very confusing there's so much that these companies release uh Oftentimes, it's just, you know, a new paint job, <laughs> a new, uh, new we added a safety version yeah. on this in 1911. You're like, what? Okay. You know, that's kind of the the Glock thing to do is make you wait 20 years for a thumb safety or something. You know, just just like something, something weird that you're like, wow, 
such an amazing release that we waited all year for. That's how I feel about for. the the newest iPhones that come out. You know, the just iPhone like iPhone thirty three. It comes in mint green. Yeah. Like okay, but what about specs? It doesn't matter. It's mint green. The camera is pretty decent. It's so right. <laughs> the software is pretty good, <laughs> but it's the new iPhone. But I wrote down. Uh, let me see a few of these uh, manufacturers. Not all of them. I mean, that would take weeks to go through all of them. But I just kind of highlighted a few of them. And we'll probably talk about it over the next couple podcasts, too, because SHOT Show is a pretty big deal. Um, there's lots of manufacturers rolling out some very awesome, creative, uh, new products that I'm actually excited to even talk about. Because a lot of it I've never even heard myself from new ammunition to new weapon platforms. So it's pretty cool. Um, first thing we're going to start with stag arms. I know you've heard of stag oh, arms, yeah. uh, wide variety of kind of build your own AR 15, you know, parts and pieces and kits, uppers and lowers that stag has done a lot. They're not a high end brand as far as, uh, charging you an arm and a leg normally. Um, I know that they probably have some of those products in their lineup, but normally stags a more affordable kind of a, kind of a brand for AR. Where, where would you put it on the spectrum? High points, uh, one, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, um, what what type of, you know? Like a B- B- B&T, uh, HK is being 10. Yeah, okay. like, like military contractual thinking, companies. Oh, Daniel Defense, that's what I uh, could yeah. think. God, They're I like, think. you know, 9, 10, of course. You know, like, right. once you hit a certain price point with uh, a reputation, too, I think you're going to be all right, you know, whichever right. way you go, especially if you're just a civvy. You're not exactly going to war. You're not being deployed. You're not being contracted or anything. Um, that's such a common misconception. I mean, how many times have you even heard it and you you haven't worked in a gun store that people thinking that they need all these things in order to do a simple task and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, right. I, I don't have to have the brand new michael jordan air force ones in this color in order to dunk on this rim it's you know any shoe can do it for you that's kind of the same aspect a lot of people get caught up in the brands um without being realistic to their own applications and i i would say they go crazy on the customization just because you know that's the first thing they do i'm in a lot of different groups on facebook (laughs) and yeah you see that oh i just picked up this you know cz scorpion what parts am I going to do? Like, dude, yeah. take it out and shoot, shoot it, it first. Figure Go out what you kind of don't like and, you know, why why buy a $1,000 gun and then dump $2,000 into it and just parts when, yeah. come on. I mean, a prime example of why that can be a bad thing other than just we're, we're going to go ahead and exclude the obvious in the room about the money. We're just going to exclude and act like money's no issue here. The problem with upgrading and changing manufacturer parts is very obvious when you think about it. The manufacturer builds them to certain specs and tolerances. Right. And you're changing that with every Correct. little item you're taking out or replacing. Sometimes you're increasing or decreasing those tolerances and the machine, because that's what it is, fails to operate in some capacity. And prime example is uh, the old Zev Lightning Strikers. <clears throat> Zev is a company that makes um, a lot of customization parts for they got Glock. cool barrels and stuff yeah, for Glock. Barrels, yeah. slides, grip frames, you know, modules, things like that, and parts and pieces that I used to have a, um, a Glock 19 as well, Gen 3, and then Gen 4, that I Zevved out, they call it. So you get, you know, the full Zev fulcrum trigger, it's like two and a half pounds, three, three pounds, 
when you get the lightning springs and the striker and all this. I well, would call that a frat boy special nowadays. Yeah, of course. Or a Gucci gun type of thing. It turns it into like a race gun where yeah. you just look at it and it's yeah. starts taking off on you. <laughs> and what I, I researched before I just started buying the parts, but I still went through it. I at least you're not didn't just slapping make, what. Yeah, yeah you're I, making compatible replacements. I didn't rather. make this error where if you didn't buy the full Zev trigger kit, which was like anywhere from 120 to 200 dollars, right? Even you wanted to cheap out but get something customizable and something yeah. Zev and something upgradable, you could get, get the trigger shoe the or springs, something, oh. and you could get the striker and pay about forty dollars yeah and you have a lighter trigger pull glock but the problem is you start getting light primes mm. click nothing happens so you got a rack because it's a semi-automatic gun there's no hammer it's not like your p30sk where you're able to just squeeze the trigger again and try it yeah. yeah and you often get these light primes because there's not enough tension on that spring to drop that striker and effectively engage that primer so without having the proper manufacturer specs for the internals of that Glock, without doing the full conversion of the internals to Zev, if you just went some of those parts, it often led to light primes. And that's turning a super reliable Glock into a non-reliable bingo. hazard. But it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. And you get to tell your friends that you got Zev parts, you know, which is is cool and all, but... And that's like a lot of those people that'll, you know, I mean, I get paying for the Cerakote. And, yeah, it looks good. It's a little bit more durable, but I'll rattle can it, dude. You know, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm way a rattle cheaper, canner, but do that's by my, and, by my cost. Yeah. Um, I've seen and heard a lot of people deployed in certain particular special forces or if they're tabbed special operations, they will uh, they'll rattle can for the mission and for the environment, obviously. Right. Um. I'm not trying to replicate them. I'm just cheap, right? If and in you a can perfect get world, good results with good preparation and correct. you know make That's sure it's the in the right environment. Thing. Yeah, you know preparation and being patient. Right, letting things dry and cure. Not just putting on one heavy coat. It's many light coats yeah. and good clear coat at the end to protect it. And and you know in a perfect world where money is no issue and time is no issue and I and the number of firearms that I would own would be no issue then I would for sure take almost all of my guns down to Kyle at Cave State Customs to get Cerakoted yeah. just just for longevity because well, and it I actually makes, shoot my makes guns. makes the gun yours a yes. little bit. You know? yes. That's what I, I enjoy about it because yeah. everyone can pick up the same exact gun you have. And, you know, I like it the little the rarity. And, I want a little bit different. Yeah. Like everyone that owned a Glock at one time, they would throw, in, throw on a uh, Trijicon MRO, the RMO6. Is the three MOA dot version? Yeah. They put it on top. They would put, you know, a Zev slide or salient solutions or something along those lines milled out for that Trijicon. So they would send their slides because remember, this is before the MRD optic cut, optic ready version. So you're, you're sinking so much money <clears throat> into just getting it prepped just for. And you know, dude, a lot of these up, companies geez. didn't do it right. right. You're relying on them to mill it perfect for you. you mess up slide. Level. Good luck. Yeah, and a lot of them, a lot of people got screwed over. I, I mean, how many people I knew personally, probably like six or seven, sent in different slides multiple times to companies, and they would just be without a gun for like two, three months, yeah. waiting for them to cut out a little slit. And now, you know, almost every manufacturer is like, 
look at our optic ready version. Yeah, they've got they're smart about <laughs> it. I mean, they saw where the market was going, at least trend wise. It might not stay there, but uh, the optic ready pistols have been really fun. If you train with them, if you practice with them, if you have weak eyes or you know a number of issues, the optic ready versions with like an RMR or something on top are really great. Right. Um, but yeah. if you're like us that train with, you've never seen something like this really. Yeah. And it slows you down tremendously. You focus too much on target Absolutely. acquisition. Absolutely. I got my Hellcat with the optic version and then put a Sig Romeo or what was it? A Sig Sig 5, I think. I can't remember exactly which one it is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it takes just that half a second longer to get good target acquisition on the front yeah. and rear sights consistently, right, you know, whenever you're trying to search for the dot, basically. So it slows me down for sure. And rather than, do, like, doing what, you know, the the infamous uh, Jim Cirillo from the New York City uh, police stakeout squad in the <laughs> 70s, 80s, and 90s. Like, this man had 200 and I think it's 272 armed confrontations, they called it. Quote, he was too effective at stopping because they had this <laughs> massive crime spree, right, in New yeah. York where people were just coming in with guns, robbing, gangster area. Era. Yep. <clears throat> so he was put into create a stakeout squad where that is exactly what they did. Him and a partner would sit in the back of these commonly robbed businesses and they would wait. Just wait to, for it they, to happen. They wait. <laughs> and then the second that someone come in, they'd come out guns ablazing, dude. Yeah. Start smoking fools. And this is the age of revolvers. And before hollow point ammunition. This is all just like ball ammo, so wad you got cutters. Six to eight shots if you're lucky. Yeah, and, you in, know, in speed clips and like yeah, moon you're clips. not going to be able to reload that quick under pressure for sure. But Jim Cirillo went on to train and teach the FBI and many law enforcement academies for you know, tra uh, shooting training and movement and all sorts of you know armed confrontation uh, events. And one of the interesting things that he would always do is what I did at Eagle Armory that one time is you push the sights off your gun and you have no sights on your handgun for months. And right. you train this way in a point shooting method in the same way that you would do a shotgun for skeet shooting and birds. You would focus more on the target. It becomes muscle memory and you yeah. put it right where you need to every time and don't rely on the sights. So it's pretty I crazy it. how I bet it's pretty how effective accurate too. Your, yeah. your instincts are. I mean, you saw me with no sights on my Glock. I was shooting little three-inch steel targets at our buddy... Uh, that used to work with at Home Depot. Right. We went over to his house, and I was shooting steel targets from like 15, 20 yards away, little three-inch steel plates, and I had no sights on my gun. <laughs> and it was a Glock yeah. 19 with just a regular barrel. You know, there was nothing <clears throat> nothing special about it. But that, I think that is why the MRO thing outside the MRO, the uh, RMR thing didn't really work for me, like the whole Opticon yeah. pistols. It just didn't quite work for me because I'm more used to <clears throat> just point shooting, right. frankly. you know. And, and I don't think I'll ever put it on a concealed carry again. I, I don't think I'll – well, on a fun maybe gun. A maybe a long, long gun, you know, I, VP9 long or something, long-slided yeah. gun. So it, I think it would be a little bit more effective, but – on those short compacts, you, to my personal opinion, you don't need them. Or dude, an XDM, like an extended XDM, like yeah. five and a quarter barrel oh, yeah. or something, something that I would hunt with 
and then I would take it deer hunting. Yeah. Because at that point, you would have a really good optic that you can, you know, with enough practice, you can hit 100-yard yeah, shots, the, no problem. Yeah, with the accuracy behind it, because of extended <clears throat> barrel, right? Yeah. Um. So we got a little off topic with the stag on us. We're going to circle back to it and go back to SHOT Show, because you had asked about kind of their quality level, and I put them at kind of low low mid, yeah, low mid tier, where they're, they're in that kind of mid tier, but only... Because they're not like an Anderson, where they're all inconsistent. Right. And, like they're 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 pretty good stuff. Well, they have a new rifle, and it is sick. It's in a new round that I've never heard of. I actually need to do some more research. It's called the six millimeter Arc. Hmm. Now this thing, they were out there taking a uh, thousand yard shots at Shot Show really really easily. Go look at a round of what it looks like. It's crazy looking, but. Stag Arms has this new rifle called the Covenant in 6mm arc. It comes in three different barrel lengths. You got 16, 18, and 20 inch. Um, the rep was talking about the 16 and the 20 inch is going to be coming with the Magpul PRS stock. So that's the uh, um, kind of A2 fixed stock that's you know nice and long. But I think this might be an adjustable version that also swings over. Um, but it's oh, got a two-stage trigger on it. It's it's phosphate-coated barrel. I mean, like, the whole thing looks really sick. If you look up the Stag Arms Covenant, you'll look up that rifle. Um, the rep also said the 6mm arc is kind of in between a 5.56 and a 308. Yeah, so, it looks it looks a little bit chunkier than a 2.23, but the same length, essentially. But, man, it's 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 pretty interesting. Introduced by Hornady. Yeah. 2020. That makes sense. Little recoil, high-accuracy, long-range cartridge. And they're not limiting it to the a- AR-15 no, no, platform. No, no, no. So it can be used, same it's, design as, like, 6.5 Creedmoor, yes. using all bolt action. So it can it's be on a precision stock kind of setup, which is what it's kind of served with and sold with. But you can do kind of the Ruger precision rifle thing or, like, the Alamo precision. You know, any of those stocks either go Remington 700 style or... Or you can go more of the super lightweight, you know, aluminum kind of chassis kits that are available. But I'm excited to see that six millimeter arc and see yeah, if it stays around longer than you know five, six years. What the price point is? I, I forgot to look on. That. I imagine you're going to be reloading a lot of it yeah. at that point. You're, but it's going to be hard to find dies for a while. Yeah, I was going to say if it's that new. Ugh. Well, we have another one. Uh, let me see, Uintah Precision. So U-I-N-T-A-H, Uintah Precision, has a new AR that is a true bolt-action AR. So for certain states that don't allow semi-automatic, a.k.a. California, and many of the others, certain states that require bolt-action only for hunting, there's many applications for this. Yeah, I definitely see that. And I don't love companies bending to communist you know kind of laws against guns like you know putting a foregrip changes it to this but that that kind of stuff but i appreciate them reaching you know out and actually creating something that's really cool and creative the bolt it literally looks like an ar-10 and it functions bolt action like a ruger precision so it looked really smooth and Mm. fluid uh but it's very weird even the guy that shot it you you see him shoot and he keeps his hand on the grip, and he kind of forgets it's semi-auto. It's not semi-auto, and he's got to take his hand completely off the grip, 
rack the bolt and then go back on the AR style grip, which mm. I think AR style grip on that might be a weird thing to get used to, to for especially bolt going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. the bolt. I don't know unless you operate the bolt with the other hand. If they put it on the other side, make it ambidextrous or something. I don't know how that worked, but pretty sure this is definitely going to be like a bench gun only, yeah. you know, where it's like it's made to be sat down with on the bipod, bipod on the front something. and maybe even a monopod on your stock in the back to keep it nice and level. But that new rifle uh, chassis that they were talking about, that AR, is in 6.5 Creedmoor, and they're claiming sub-MOA accuracy with factory ammo right out of the box. Yeah. So, again, And you know it's going to be reliable through Hornady. If of course. If Hornady comes out of it, you know it's going to be great. So, um, Next company, LMT, that's Lewis Machine and Tool. They're awesome. Extremely high-quality company. Most of you might not have heard about them, but it's due to the fact that they're a military kind of company. They don't really advertise to the public market. Uh, the civilian market is not really their their right. their market. So you can buy some of their things, but that's not who they're really selling to. But they have a new system. Well, it's not new. It's been out for 20 years, but of course the trends are now catching up in the civvy world. That is modular uppers for ARs. So there's one screw, one or two screws on the side of the handguard that will allow you to change the barrel out, to change caliber, to change the optic, to change the handguard, to change everything more so than just changing a whole upper, right. a whole lower. Um, so that's, again, another really cool way. A lot of these ammunition, like, um, they're going to use the same bolt in some cases in the same upper. For instance, you have a 5.56 AR-15 and you want to shoot a 300 blackout. The only difference that you would have to change is size? your barrel. Yeah, correct. Because it's a, it's a 30. And then I'm thinking mags and stuff too. Would your mags run 5.56 as well. Yeah. You can use a 5.56 mag for your 300 blackout. Oh, I it's didn't know that. It's, cool. the sa it's so close. Yeah. The only thing you need to change is your barrel. So in this instance... This is a very awesome thing to do because if you had a 300 blackout barrel lying side by side, you could literally Just put a suppressor it on quick. it, 300, yeah. subsonic ammo, and not change anything else. Keep the same mag, same upper, and you'd be able to swap calibers, which is very effective. Um, another one that changes calibers that's new from a company is called uh, Faxon Firearms. Uh, you actually heard me on the podcast earlier this week talk about my new... A ten and a half inch upper I got from Faxon to complete a little alternative pistol AR build that I had, and the eight point six blackout is what this new round is called. So you've obviously heard of the three under blackout, which is the five five six mm. kind of version. You know, it's it's in a necked down five five six cartridge, but it's a thirty caliber projectile shoved into it, basically, right? Well, this. 8.6 blackout uses the 308 bolt out of the AR-10. So the only thing you would need to change is your barrel at that point. Nice. So again, if you have an AR-10 platform, uh, depending on which one, you could have it modular with this system um, offered by LMT using you know a Faxon barrel, which is really really cool. So the the possibility for the whole modular thing gets really interesting. You know, why you would want 8.6 blackout versus 300 blackout. Well, Tyler, as you remember, 300 blackout is very heavy and not a whole lot of powder. Because yeah. it's originally made to be hit subsonic and suppressed. And it's 
whisper quiet. It sounds like a stapler under the correct circumstances, you know. Yeah, it's what you hear mostly is the bolt actuating back and forth. Well, the problem with that is it doesn't go very far, you know, 7,550 yards and it drops drops so substantially, like 20, 30, 40 inches, it starts dropping. Well, the 8.6, the normal effective range, they're calling four to four to 500 yards. So it's basically the same kind of thing. You get the whisper quiet effect of the 300 blackout, but on an AR-10, 8.6, more powder, longer range, just as quiet round. Hmm. So it's, that was, I, other than the reliability issue, until you got the 300 blackout kind of worked out with the gas, um, 300 wasn't super reliable wasn't super stable matter of fact it used to be called the 300 whisper invented by the brits and they gave up on it because they couldn't keep it cycling so really not enough power hornady picked it up got it working i think it was hornady if i'm not mistaken but they got it working and realized it needed a certain powder certain grain weight Mm. and it needed to be suppressed it needed a certain amount of gas blowback in order to fully function it because it's so quiet especially those subsonic loads uh, so I'm really, really stinking interested to see about this 8.6 blackout. I think yeah, that's and you can't. Cool. I mean, join waiting list to buy it. I was gonna see yeah. what they run. But oh, you dude, can't. it's uh, it's uh, um, pretty interesting. They and they're all short barrels too. Yeah, they're all pistol builds. So you're talking eight inches, twelve inches, and at most sixteen inches. Because like the 300 blackout. The powder burns in about 10 to 10 and a half inches of yeah, barrel. You're saying twist rate of 1.4 to 1.3. Dude, yeah, and I was going to so tell you that too. One in real. three, so fast. Yeah, that's crazy. So fast that that's the, that's the key to this round that he was saying ballistically is the, the very fast, high energy. When it hits a target, it transfers still a lot of energy versus 300 being suppressed so much. Right. It, so not only is it going to be for AR-10 platforms, dude, but they're also making Remington 700 barrel applications for it too. So you're going to be able to get precision builds for it, you know, not just the semi-automatics, which, right. again, I think we're going to see that caliber blow up. And, it, and I'm looking at some stats on it. It's showing uh, 25 yards, twenty almost 2,700 foot-pounds of energy. At at See, just yeah. 25 yards, that's 50 like, yards, then it starts tapering off 2,600. That's going, like muzzle man. velocity of AR a little faster. That's you know insane. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a lot of powder. And pull up a video of someone shooting it suppressed. It sounds exactly like a 300 blackout suppressed. It's like... <laughs> you're like, what? And, it, and to have the ability to shoot that quietly, that hard, and that far is very awesome yeah that's a really cool uh really cool creative new ammo and platform i'm really excited to see more about i think that's going to be taken over like the hog hunting scene for long range hog hunting well i'm thinking deer hunting too i bet for sure whisper quiet i mean it's more than likely large enough for elk too at that point i mean that's a massive round it still uses the 308 bolt and everything on the AR-10, so you just change the barrel and you're good to go on that. Yeah, I'm trying to find one where it actually has someone shooting it. Man, I had to go to the there. shot show one, but it, it might be hard to find because he had 
like an hour video and a bunch of them and you had to kind of Filter pick the manufacturer yeah. yeah but either way you guys can look it up online too it's the 8.6 blackout go look it up suppressed by facts and firearms uh really really cool really aggressively beefy looking round it too. looks scary <laughs> yeah it's scary looking that projectile's huge yeah. on it oh yeah um Barrett, Barrett Firearms. Everybody knows about Barrett, the Barrett 50, cal. 50 cals and everything. Well, <clears throat> everybody knows about also, possibly, you know about it. If not, you're about to. The infamous story about their tech support. Tyler, have I told you about their tech support? No. Tell me. I'm going to turn this heater on, so if you hear me yeah. banging, it's me turning this heater on. They, we got a fire going out here, but it's oh, a little yeah. chilly in here. <laughs> yep. It's looking good. Um, So Barrett obviously has... um. At least one platform that is a military contracted rifle, right? It's their Barrett 50 cal semi-automatic rifle. And it's the one that everyone knows and sees, the massive, massive gun that's kind of anti-material rifle in a way that you, you know, you're not allowed to shoot uh, people with it against the Geneva Convention. It's, you have to shoot things like objects, like walls, buildings, you know, tanks, uh, vehicles, things like that. Well... Barrett is infamous for their doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when, if you need help, you call us and we'll get your gun running, right? And especially, they have a whole hotline service for military personnel in combat. There's a recorded call of Marines, if I'm not mistaken, in a firefight and their 50 goes down. And they need this fifty badly to keep the enemy. So you at mean bay. to tell me they're calling customer service in the middle of a literally, fight, right? Literally, now. <laughs> it is recorded. You can go and like check this out. It's crazy. That's the funniest. I would love you to hear, hear that phone call. <laughs> all this stuff going on, and you hear these guys screaming back and forth. And the Barrett tech support is like, okay, this is this is. Hold on a minute. Gets people in on the call, and they break it down for them. They get the rifle up and running. Thanks. Go, go right off the phone, That's and they amazing. resumed combat. Yeah. It's, you know, that's the kind of company that you're getting. Like, why would I pay three and a half grand for this Barrett AR on the civilian market? Well, that's the company that built that. Yep. So you can be pretty certain, you know, that <laughs> that firearm you're is going be to be a lifetime. Of. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. But they also have a new, uh, you know, new, new uh, rifles, I'm sure, that have military um, use as we speak contracted is going to be the 6.5 Creedmoor model that they have of course 6.5 as you know is taken over extremely long range easy to hit 1200 1400 oh, yeah. yards like very easy which well surpasses the range of our 5.56 and 308 makes it just nominal and they have a new app that they're going to be Barrett I guess worked with somebody to create this app for target shooting um in long range shooting for the military and they're going to be I guess presenting it to them shortly where I I'm unfamiliar with this part so I'm going to be uh repeating what this guy briefly described how the target practice kind of works is basically in the military during certain branches and certain target shooting there's pop-up targets right paper right. targets in a field hundreds of yards away right and there's no way to really see them. You have to look through magnification and spot. Oh, Still, yeah. this is 2022. This is crazy. We have all this technology like Teslas and phones. 
and we're still using paper targets for the military and we have to spot. So they used an app that's basically an electronic target that when you shoot it, it shows you right next to you well, on a tablet where you hit. Bowling lane's been using that technology yes. for years. A simple yes. sensor. Okay, this one's knocked out. You, you know what I mean? Why couldn't they have that displayed? By yeah, now? But yeah and it's funny. It was so weird that that hadn't already been a thing. But apparently, yeah, he's like, yo, this is brand new for 2022. Uh, it's yeah. an app that lets you see where you hit. I'm like, haven't I already seen this like a hundred yeah, times? That's... How has this not been adopted by the military yet? I'm surprised it's not adopted by VR. You know, you put on your glasses, you see exactly where um, that bullet I'm, goes. I'm sure it is. That'd be cool. But I know there are other versions because when I went to SHOT Show, there was the automatic scope. Now, let me explain this to you. This is the craziest thing ever. It's like a homing you can't, scope you, uh-huh, almost? Uh-huh. It's impossible to miss. This is what you do. When you look through, your trigger is electronic, and that's part of the scope kit. So I'm in this long-range rifle. I think it was an Alamo Precision rifle, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like a Remington 700-type bolt action, right? And it's got a bipod up front and a monopod on the stock in the back. So it's Jeez. holding yeah. itself Stationary. up. And you just adjust. Because, you know, you're shooting 1,000 yards, 1,400 yards. And you have this, like, 6 to 24 scope. And you're zooming in. And when you find your target... Whether it is moving or stationary, you half squeeze the trigger, and so it'll block it you. Sinks in. It'll a block bit. you. You're not allowed to shoot yeah. until it acquires a target and locks it. So you, I'm pointing it, you know, at that, at that crate right next to you, and it's a thousand yards away. And I half squeeze the trigger, and it goes locks that target and now what you can do is kind of rest and relax and you can move your scope and move your gun around and if it starts moving you just when you're ready to shoot said target whether stationary or moving you then would move your crosshair towards it and it has a little aligning box as mm-hmm. if you're playing Star Wars Squadron yeah where it just where, lines up the edges all in where you're shooting and in. they're moving yeah. so it tells you where to lead it that's exactly what happens in your scope that's like a video crazy. game and you put your crosshairs over that little gold box while squeezing and then all of a sudden it goes bam and it shoots itself because mm-hmm. you're squeezing, it's locked, you're moving towards it, you're in the perfect hit range, right. and all of a sudden, boom. It knows one, the optimal two, time to three. Ding. Wow. And there was like no math by you done. No ballistics, no spotting, no dope charts, no nothing. It was literally just that blew my mind. I did three shots back to back, thousand yards, hit steel. Didn't That's crazy. do anything. Yeah. It's absurd. And this was, you know, five, six years ago. So it's so of the technology now. That's got to be something yeah, that's updated. And, that they're fielding or you know, or secretly fielding one or two rifles and a I, couple I think units. Drones are going to be the latest and greatest. Of course, you know what I mean. Of course, as far as you can put Taking any type a human of weapon life out. Yeah, because how much money does it cost to train one? The average soldier, millions of dollars. You know, depending on what level and they're at. You still at. have a certain amount of percentage of error that yeah. could happen. Yeah, a simple mistake can get your most expensive yeah. soldier killed. And, and all if, that and time. And if a drone money, goes down, oh well, we can yeah, make five thousand more. You know. But I, I honestly think the future of war is just going to be cyber, internet, electronic, and viral 
warfare, like no. biological. I think we're going to get assaulted online and we're going to get assaulted biologically. I think that's the future yeah, of warfare. And if, you, if you could shut down all technology, yeah. I mean, or shut down the entire economy shut, for a flu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for two years. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like they're going to be fielding those kinds of weapons against us in the future because that costs them very little in comparison oh, yeah. to a land grab or something. But um, We'll go on to my favorite company of all time, and that's CZ. I love them so much. They're awesome. They're awesome. I didn't get a chance to look at all of their stuff. They always bring the thunder every SHOT Show. They always have brand new stuff that's just so cool, but... One of the ones that everyone's been looking for is the Bren 2 MS carbine, of course. Super excited. It's got the SCAR-style stock that yep. also folds over, so it kind of looks like an Ugg boot yeah. when, you, oh, yeah. when you hold it up. But 16.5-inch barrel, so sick. Non-reciprocating charging handle, uh, adjustable gas block still. Uh, MSRP, nineteen ninety-nine. So, again, that 1000 to $2,000 range, plus or minus a couple hundred bucks on both ends is when you're stepping up to a quality but just firearm. a different class yeah, yeah different you know class. that if you can get a good deal on a gun that's you know 850 like a CZ Scorpion they they will range in price depending on your model what are oh, they seven the micros uh, are like 900 yeah. 900,000 now I'm like that's just crazy yeah crazy. And, you know as long as you're getting that around a thousand and up gun you're you're gonna be getting a super quality gun yeah. and I remember shooting the the Brennan shot show fantastic. It's awesome. I was uh, showing my lady. I was like, I was, I was telling her about my dream gun, which is a Shadow Two, and uh, they have one in Eagle right now. Do they? I almost bought it instead of the upper the other day. I'm not even kidding. But I was They're like, so what expensive. if? Why? Why would I do this? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm just a fun gun too. It's just exactly. a beautiful piece of art. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't want to use it. There was one, I can't remember what they called it, but it was like the Pelican or something, and every little piece and accent was a different uh-huh. color, so it looked like a giant parrot. Like exotic parrot. Yeah, parrot. It's, it was it's so a cool. CZ parrot. So those are, those are a specific kind of race gun in a certain class. It's like, so for certain shooting competitions, they have different classes, and one of them is like the ultra heavy modified where everything looks like an Olympic gun, you know, weights and right. buttons and magwells and triggers and just overly engineered for sure. I shot two of those at shot show. There's no recoil, man. When you're shooting, it pushes back into your hand, but the barrel just stays level. It's crazy. Even when you do like two oh, shots, yeah, but checkmate parrot. That's yeah. it. Checkmate. Yep. And I think, uh, yeah, MSRP is 38 hundo on that. Yeah. So it's just crazy for a, a pistol, 9 mil that pistol. That trigger is the smoothest, top of the line. crisp. Yeah. It literally feels like like uh, one of those little coffee stirrer sticks, you know? Imagine one of those size in solid glass. And you went, click. You just snapped it between your fingers. It's like that smooth and solid. Yeah, and even looks, it's I mean, crazy. The compensator, look at how long yeah. that is. So I wonder yeah, how... there's no recoil on that because yeah. <laughs> that's 9 millimeter. And oh, yeah. the weight of a full steel gun. You know what I'm saying? So, like, cool. it just pop, 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 pop. I've always pop, won pop, pop, one, pop. but that kind of money for pistols yeah, just ridiculous. You would need sponsors. You'd need to be competing, yeah. you know, to make it actually worth it. Otherwise, it's like, what am I doing with this, you know, <laughs> Formula One car? 
driving around Springfield. That's right. basically <laughs> what it's like. It's not exactly taking it the over same forty thing. miles an hour. It's, it's just it's just kind of wasting it. It's like what wasting are you its doing? potential. Well, uh, let me see what else does CZ. CZ also has their four fifty seven varmint chassis. Oh, so it's the varmint chassis for a lot of their varmint rounds. But the one they were premiering was a four fifty seven, so flat shooting laser beam of a needle. You know, shooting varmints at long ranges and stuff. Nine ninety nine MSRP That's uses AR grips and stocks too. Yeah. So it's again having a precision variant of your varmint rounds is very useful because you're limited. You know, there's oh, only yeah. a few brands that are that are specializing in those kind of calibers and those kind of setups. And it goes back to the price range of what you just looked at, like the Checkmate Parrot. You're going to be in like three grand plus for some of these brands. And that's for, MSRP. If a yeah. local store could be, you know, four or 5,000 if they yeah. wanted to. Um, on the other side of CZ, we got uh, also one of my favorite acquisitions by CZ was Dan Wesson, uh, 1911s and stuff. They're some of the highest quality 1911s out there, you know, with Nighthawk and Wilson and many of these brands. Dan Wesson has a massive following. Um, Dan Wesson has a brand new DWX. It's a, uh, has a match barrel. It's um single action trigger, of course. Um, adjustable rear sight, fiber optic front, ambidextrous safety. Um, has the same kind of CZ grip, yeah, but it cool has looking. a 1911 style slide and frame and sights. Looks like so, a massive yeah, barrel too. It's like the beautiful combination, and it's a full rail variant. And they also have the non-rail nine and forty, so you can get nine millimeter forty caliber. Coolest feature, Tyler. It uses the CZP10 mags. Nice. Oh, so, so you get those dime a dozen yep, too. Yep. And. If yeah, you know anything about those like one. 1911s, the high quality 1911s, or even the 2011s, or just high quality pistols, SIGs, HKFN, your mags are $60 and up yep. a piece. For some that hold 12 rounds, 15. Granted, they're all steel and they'll last you a lifetime yeah. if you take care of them, but still, man, it's, 60 it's hard to stock up 50, 60 bucks a pop. So for this kind of quality of a CZ 1911 kind of hybrid, for a Dan Wesson to take CZP-10 mags that are so accessible and readily available. That's just smart thinking. It's, it's great. That's oh, CZ like they thinking. got a, yeah, $1,900 for the MSRP on that one. Yeah, MSRP on that. It's pretty expensive. Well, the guy at SHOT Show did say seventeen ninety nine, So they might have... This oh, is wait Dan a second. com. <clears throat> so I'm not yep. sure if this is the latest. Well, or... they have the full size, which is a steel and with Double a rail. Stack. And then they have the compact, which is aluminum frame, lighter with huh. non-rail. And I would venture to say the compact seventeen ninety nine and the full yeah. size nineteen. But if you're in a nineteen elevens and CZs, that's gonna be the kind of the for best you of the guys. both worlds there. Yeah, that's cool. You get the tolerances and the reliability of the CZ and the accuracy of the Dan West and the machining. I mean, it's so beautiful. But another. Uh, let me see. This is a, this is a good one. We're going to Springfield Armory now. You own a Springfield Armory gun? Oh yeah, I own a couple. I got the yep. Hellcat and my uh, uh, Saint Victor AR. I had to think oh, about yeah, which yeah, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that thing. It's a short barrel, man. It's 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 boom. And I take that to the uh, in, indoor range, and man, it's just so much fun. Just punch out holes, just you know, once over such, the other ones. I always told people whenever the Saints first came out, I was working at Eagle, and I got to take a good look at them. 
I took apart the inside and stuff. I noticed a little star all over the parts and pieces. Oh. You know what that is? Made by who? Bravo Company. Bravo. Oh, I yeah, all I knew all the furniture and stuff yep. BCM and I was like, "Well, so that's So you're cool. getting a I don't like to use the term poor man's thing, but you're getting a cheaper BCM with very similar right accoutrement, you know what I'm saying? It has like furniture and it's there's you'll see that little star all over the saint and you're like, "This is BCM." Yeah. This is this, this is Bravo Company, which if that same that same gun would have cost you two and a half to three times that cost had yeah, it would have been fully mine branded was like, Bravo Company. I want to say eight ninety nine under a thousand for sure. Yeah, that's cr- and that's another thing, man. I'm so happy <clears> the <throat> excuse me that the market's getting cheaper on that for oh, the manufacturers. Yeah. They're listening and they're doing good things. Well, listen to this. I know you said you got the Saint Victor. Check this out: the brand new Springfield Saint Edge oh. PDW. Five and a half inch barrel with five and a half the maximum defense telescopic brace, the one that goes right. in and out from the back. Um, it also has the maximum defense uh, blast diverter on the front, so it's like the can that blasts everything forward. Since it's so short, you're gonna have a pretty big fireball. It's a full billet lower. And you could put Magpul, it comes with a Magpul grip, but you can, you know, change those out for normal AR style grips. Uh, the overall length of the whole gun is 18 inches. Yeah, that's <laughs> It insane. is short little truck gun, man. It's really cool. Really cool. I wonder how far that stretch out, though. Five and a half inches, five, five, six. Accurately. <laughs> a couple hundred yards, I would say. Yeah. I don't know how repeatable or how consistent your shots are going to be, but they're going to be on target probably, but they're not. They're definitely not sub MOA or anything. You know, this is close range kind of, you know, a house clearing gun. Right. That, that's exactly what this is. And it's. And that's good looking. Look rifle. at the price of that. To be able to get. 79 MSRP. A billet lower full build with this, with that stock in particular. And that setup for that price is unbelievable. I don't think you could build that yourself for that cheap, honestly. It'd be very, very tough. Right. be very tough to get those kind of uh, accessories on that. Especially in that setup, a reliable, functioning, warrantied gun, you know what I'm saying? A five and a half inch barrel. Well, that's why I lean towards the St. Victor whenever I was doing my AR. Because I've always owned AKs, and I was like, well, I, I would love to build my own, but I want something that's got a warranty on it that I know that's tried and true, don't have to change anything. Yeah. And so I, I went with the... You know, Springfield St. Victor, and I love it. I know uh, a lot of the avid gun people saw Springfield's new bullpup they come out with, too, the Hellion. Hellion, yeah. So they got to get more creative with names. Super cool. This has a really interesting uh, background here. So we all know that they came out with the Hellcat, which is the pistol. Was that last year or the year before? A couple years ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the Hellion is a bullpup. Rifle. And if you don't know what a bullpup is, it moves the entire barrel and action. Instead of in it, instead of the barrel and action being in front of you, sticking the, out what ten inches or whatever, yeah. give or take, you know, it's the it's action is nice. rammed back against your shoulder, and the barrel is then basically by your face and under your hands, so it's it's right up against you. What that does is it eliminates the stock size and the overall length goes down tremendously. Whereas an AR might have a 16-inch barrel, you know, a 
10 or 11 inch midsection with another 10 or 11 inch stock on the end right. the telescopes. This is 28 inches overall. So that's something if you're in the back seat of a truck or something, you could easily just kind of whip out real quick, nice, tight, and, you know, be ready to go. And again, kind of kind of the home personal protection gun, too. You know, having yeah. that shorter overall length um, and having a full 16 and a half inch barrel on it still. Right. So you're talking 12 or 11.5 inches of the gun is the gun other right. than the barrel and the action. You know what I'm My saying? My biggest thing with bullpups, I don't know if I can get used to uh, the mags being behind your trigger hand. Well, on the IWI Tavor, there's that button that's right here in front of the mag. So all you have to do is you take your hand off the grip and you just run into run it, it back, yeah. and it drops. So then you just take your left hand, click, and you're good to go. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. It takes like basically a it's, minute. It's, it's right of adjustment in your armpit, basically. Yes. Essentially, that's where the mag's sticking out. So yeah, I think mag changes. You have to relearn everything. The important thing, not only about the overall length, but recoil and the weight of the weapon felt right. is different. Yeah. You can operate it one-handed, which is theoretically why the Israelis were so keen on the Tavor because they had a lot of crowd control where they would maybe need to push people back or out of the way but still maintain possession of their weapon and you don't have all that weight on the yeah, on the barrel end of it it's up against your shoulder it's up against yeah. your body so i'm excited to see in the next few months the reliability no that might give a, a jump to bullpups again because they kind of yeah. faded out for a while because no, Cause, you know, cause the price, the price is crazy. Two yeah. grand for a Tavor, twenty four hundred, and it's not like they're more it's accurate crazy. or anything. No, they're it's just, just more just built different, more different. parts, and yeah, yeah, they're different. You know, they they still use the AR mags, the you know Magpul, any of the ones you want, GI mags, any of them, but it's just a different setup. So it does, you know, take kind of a preference thing. Some people just really can't stand them. Some people think they're not accurate. I think they're not accurate. Like, those people saying that yeah. are in inaccurate. I've shot them. They're exactly the same. Yeah. We're not talking about long-range precision. We're just talking about an AR shooting 100 yards, a couple hundred take, yards. Yeah. Yes, we know that that weapon can be pushed four to 600 yards, but we are not doing that. So, again, that I don't, I don't really factor that kind of thing in. Um, but... The interesting story, where did the Hellion come from? Is it a remake of the IWI Tavor? You know, is it is it a conglomerate of the Tavor and the Steyr Aug? You know, no, I didn't know this, actually. Listen to this. So, the Hellion is a civvy version of the Croatian rifle called the VHS. VHS. Very cool. So, HS Products is a partner with Springfield, and not only just a partner... They have long since made their XD pistols, the XD version, so XD, XDM, XDS, um, and they recently started making the Hellcat, and that's all made in Croatia and imported in. Um, we've all known that, and we do love them. I know the internet gave XD series pistols a hard time there for a couple yeah, years. Yeah, got a lot of bad reviews for Tell a while. you what, man, I had an XD40, and just like <laughs> I never, I never owned the XDs. Never so. had a problem with it. The XDMs are wonderful. Yeah. And I liked the SDSs, the, the single stack, right. little yeah. concealed carry ones, until the Hellcat came out. Those were less than an inch thick, you know, right. very slim. They had an interesting grip, fiber optic sights. They were very high quality. I never had problems with them. Um, 
But uh, let me see what else they have. Yeah, ambidextrous is kind of the uh, the theme with the bullpup. So you're going to have not only things like the safety and possibly mag the release, mag maybe. release yeah. and, and the charging handle. Well, I mean, that that's forward thinking because not everyone shoots right-handed yeah. or not everyone shoots left-handed, you know. But I the mean, ejection port, to. there's two of them, just yeah. like four. You're so able you just to kind of close off one side. Yep, close off one, and the other side opens up, switch the extractor over on your bolt, and you'll be able to. Yeah. Oftentimes, you literally just flip the bolt upside down, and it works. But right. make sure you look. I don't know how this one is set up. But again, this uh, the Hellion is, has a full rail on top. Um, and it uses AR grips and everything. We got a smoke show uh, over here. That yeah, fire is just. Out. The fire is cold <laughs> up. And... If we all just uh, pass out, would we'll just someone call 911 yeah. for us? <laughs> but I've been uh, I've been pretty excited to see what else you know is going to be hitting Shot Show 2022. The aftermath, you know, the internet, uh, all the reviews, all the people shooting it. You know, Colian Noir. I'm very interested in him taking up some of these new handguns. Um, I wonder if uh, Hudson them. had anything new, like with the H9 stuff. I wonder if they had anything new to the shot show. Man, that was a whole big Because didn't they like, a whole, promise a whole bunch out and never could never get them? Worked. Yeah. I shot that gun. I loved that gun. It looks cool. It looks like a Batman I gun. I shot that one right after the Silencer Co. Maxim 9, which is the integrally suppressed 9mm that mm. looked just like it, but a handgun. Yeah, that's It looked like cool. a space gun, and it, you know, crazy. Crazy yeah. little gun. The Hudson H9 blew everyone's minds. Yeah, it was cool. Line the, is the company still uh, in business? Dude, then? I doubt it. I oh, doubt it. I gander. I want to say there was nefarious stuff going on with that company or something. I can't remember exactly how it panned out, but I remember they barely released anything, or they didn't release anything. I can't remember how it worked, but it was not a <laughs> not a good situation because no one has a Hudson H9. You know, and we were all pretty excited about those things. For those of you that don't know, you can uh, search up the old Hudson H9 five, six years ago. It was a big, big revolutionary new yeah, it came out gun. 2017 SHOT mm -hmm. Show was when they first yep. unveiled it. That that was it. And that, that line on the very first day to go and shoot it on the industry day at the range, uh, it was so long. It was so long, but I didn't care. I stood in line and waited. And, okay, so it came it out in 2017, mm -hmm. and March 2019 declared bankruptcy. Yep, that's it. So, so I think it was fraud. I think they just stole money. They probably had one cool concept, one or two that, concepts, couldn't really it. produce it, you it. know. Yeah. Huh. And it also might have been something like they didn't, they couldn't get manufacturing costs down. Yeah. Or maybe they couldn't. Like, secure a patent. You know, who knows what the reason was why they had to stop. But I remember hearing, like, you know, like, the scuttlebug in the gun community was like, uh-oh, you don't want to hear about what happened with Hudson. Looks like you can still kind of find them online, 800 to about 1,000. Yeah, but, but you're not going to have parts, warranty. Pieces, you're not going to have nothing. parts. It's going to no be no replacements. Uh, yeah. You'd have to mill your own stuff. Yeah, that would be a, a rough. But one. how cool do those guns look? They they look pretty sweet, and they feel, dude. They feel like a curvy 1911, so kind of like a CZ. Yeah. But they're weighted and balanced so well, just holding them. But then somehow, when they shoot, 
too, it was like the grip angle really, really helps. And the low bore axis of the barrel, it sits lower right. into so your hand a little shot. more, way smoother. So it's kind of like the Steyr pistols, uh, the old Steyr pistols that had the weird triangular sights. They, they had those, that really low center of bore where the barrels dropped into the palm of your hand more so than being you know, on top of it an inch or two like an old revolver. Uh, it's really cool, you know, ingenuity. And, well, a lot of them, they're saying... Not reliable. Oh, man, ton, tons of broken parts. Yeah. Tons. There, there's zero yeah. reliability. Barrels with oversized bores. Just no. looks like there's no QC on their end whenever they started pushing yeah. them out and, you know... It was just a big money grab yeah. for the gun community. That's crazy. They look cool, though. That's a shame because they were awesome-looking guns. Yeah. yeah. That's something that literally every single person I knew was asking about him trying to buy one. I'm like, hey, they haven't even started making them yet. Like, yeah. they're just premiering. We we don't know anything about them. And second of all, my one of my biggest rules about new guns is I never, ever, ever buy the immediate new gun. No, I wait at least. It's always second or third generation. Yes. They work out the kinks. Yes. And- I always wait at least eight months to a year almost before I buy that new gun just because rollouts have issues. You know, sometimes things slip through the cracks and they ended up finding things that they can easily fix and adjust and it's no big deal. Well, especially with the new gun design, there's no testing as far as, you know, how many rounds as far as longevity goes. What if something, you know. Well, and a lot of companies don't go through the, like, shooting ammo anymore in every gun right because of the cost of ammunition you know what i'm saying it's like how many companies are actually doing what cz does and shoot five six rounds and give you the piece of paper that shows where they sided it in and who did it at what time at what facility it's really cool i think they did that with the uh, both springfields i've I've, yeah i have they have that as well i always see that's a that's a pretty pretty cool thing for them to do you know they don't have to do it but it's like at least someone tested your gun you right know what i'm saying at the factory yeah so if something's wrong you can hold them accountable yeah absolutely. you guys tested this you said it looks like it performed well here why isn't it performing well you know i'm i was pretty burnt on that hudson thing but either way silencer co still released their maxim nine that integrally suppressed nine millimeter and that thing is still cool i haven't seen one in in the wild yet or anything i got to shoot that that was years ago but i'm sure they're around here i'm sure people have got them in their safe around here in springfield oh i'm sure yeah i'm sure zach's probably one (laughs) that that was a cool gun it saves you a lot man you just buy the gun you know you fill out the forms and you wait you get your tax stamp and then you get to go pick your gun up and it's the gun the suppressor and everything's in one really cool process that's something that I'm going to be getting into very soon again. Uh, I just, I I'd don't like to own a suppressed gun, but it's just one of those things where you know you have to kind of have hassle. a dedicated platform that you're going to use it for, whether it's nine or AR or you at know, least or... all the attachments or the mounts. And right. that's where stuff gets expensive. It's like, oh, I need the adapter for this thread twist. Yeah, I need the. I know for the Scorpion, for I'll have to get like a trilug, different type of barrel and tri-lug everything. Adapt. There yeah. are certain suppressors that have the trilug adapter as their default, right? But there's certain <clears throat> ones that you can't buy because they won't work for your gun. You know, right. even if it's the same caliber. Even then, if I went nine mil, I don't have any other pistols that have a threaded barrel, so I'd have to buy. I yep. mean, it'd just be yep. a money pit 
endless got to buy this to buy that to buy that <laughs> yeah that's kind of the scam <laughs> and just to shoot a little bit quieter that that's essentially it <laughs> but it's really fun it is fun <laughs> less recoil and shoot hearing safe that's the advantage and it's like well why why would you want to do that i can think of two things two of the biggest reasons for me that i'd want it one hunting with no hearing protection i want to hear the animals in nature so i can right. be a better hunter without blowing my hearing for the rest of my life and destroying it and two, home defense. I don't want to go deaf if someone comes in my house and I have to shoot. That's what a lot of people don't three, four don't rounds. think about in the middle of the night. Uh -huh. I mean, one shot and your ears are going to be ringing, depending on the caliber, for sure. So, I are you going to be able to react after that? You know, I knew a, a kid. He is no longer with us, uh, not because of this incident, but uh, rest in peace, Seth. But he, his parents were out of town, I think, or not at home one night and he was I don't remember his age 13 to 15 ish at this time and his dad was a Glock guy and a 1911 guy he had a Rock Island 1911 and he had a yeah. bunch of Glocks yeah. used to come into Mac all the time hangs out at Eagle Army all the time you know real good guy yeah. good kid good good, good dad and the kids was at home by himself Seth and someone broke into the house with a gun so Seth had to grab his dad's 1911, run down the hallway, and boom, 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 he shot three times, and he was deaf in his right ear. Yeah. He didn't hit the guy. The guy didn't shoot back. He just ran. Yeah. It just happened so quick. He boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, he's, and he can't hear anything, and he was deaf. And that's something I didn't even think about. Imagine being in a tiny three-foot hallway. Everything echoes, everything coming back loud, just amplifying that And you've shot blast. in an indoor gun Ooh. range, and your hearing protection might have slid oh, over one time. Yeah, Or you might, times. like, yawn or something, and it moves, moves and adjusts just slightly. your ear. Yep. And, dude, someone's shooting an AR right next to you or something, yep. and it's, whoa! Now imagine being in, like, a three, three-and-a-half-foot-wide hallway and dumping three forty-five rounds. Yeah. Hearing protection... Are you really going to put on earmuffs in the middle of the night? No. No. You're going to grab your gun and you're going to start shooting. You have a 30 second to a minute to, okay, I got to wake up real quick, figure out exactly what's going on, what's this noise, what's happening, and react that way. Yeah. And it, there are intended uses, like just like that. There was two reasonable, logical uses for having a suppressor. And folks, there's no such thing as a silencer. It's called a suppressor. That's a Hollywood term, Yes, guys. it suppresses the dangerous decibel level down to hearing safe. So it allows you to shoot firearms uh, without hearing protection in a lot of cases, in most cases, without hearing protection, and you're not going to have any issue. Does um, it make the gun more de deadly? No, no. no, it is exactly Matter of fact, it does, it does the opposite. Yeah. It slows your bullet down. It limits your distance. You, you, you could argue... That well, you, yes, it could you know technically be a little more dangerous because you don't hear you can't it quite hear as loud. Coming. You're so, still gonna well, hear yeah, it. You, you know, it's you just, hear it. It just sounds like a stapler being like hit instead on your of hand. a yes, yeah, instead of a boom, it's more really of a crack, a, yeah. a slight crack. And that's kind of what it is. It doesn't allow it to break the sound barrier, kind of. You know, it like it doesn't let it be supersonic in a lot of cases. It slows it down to subsonic. So under that, about eleven hundred feet per second. You know, that's what you're trying to get under. If you can get under that, you're not going to break the sound barrier and you won't hear the crack of that sound. Yeah. 
That's actually the projectile blasting through the air and breaking the wind of the sound barrier, which is a thing that you can slow it down with the suppressor, but you can't at the moment anymore just walk into a store and go buy a suppressor to save your hearing uh, to prevent going deaf or to eliminate a muzzle flash. You you Because you, you got to fill you out can't. a form, pay a tax or a stamp, tax right? stamp, form for yeah. So you would then... Then they, there's, they engrave there's it or certain something? processes that you can do. There is a number of avenues that you could go, but all of them yeah. require the government's approval yeah. and a stamp, a tax stamp. They say yay or nay. Which so. is the same kind of stamp about T that the Brits did. The same kind of stamps that they did with the cannabis and hemp. And guess how many they issued? Zero. Yep. Let us take control. We'll regulate it. Um, and then we'll issue stamps on a first come first serve base, and they don't issue any stamps. You know, it's like, well, now it's like the system was so backed up for years that you would fill out your paperwork, and if you one little one thing wrong, it's you lose your two hundred dollar application yeah. fee, and it's declined. You got to restart, and you got to reweight, and they don't tell you. They wait for the full time, and they'll send it back like a year later, and be like, oh, by the way, uh, you filled the form out wrong. We kept your two hundred dollars. Thank you. Uh, try again. Yeah, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, yeah. I'd be livid. We had a bunch of people calling in. You know, every week. Did you get my paperwork yet? No. No. We'll let you know. Yeah. Keep I waiting. I promise you. The second we get mail, I, you'll hear me do this. Going through, and I look for the ATF <laughs> letters. Issued to Eagle Armory to the person, and then we would immediately open them first thing before we open and start writing down the people that we needed to call for tax stamps. Because I understand how impatient you have become waiting on the government to give you something that should just be a walk in, walk out purchase. You know, the suppressor is not launching any projectiles, yet you can walk in and out and buy a gun yeah. same day. So, why can't you do things like this? I, it, Again, it's the, you know, the ATF, the FBI, and the federal government has lied and tricked and manipulated statistics to skew, you know, people's opinions of certain things. Hollywood has ruined oh, guns yeah. and firearms safety. I mean, look at Alec Baldwin. Boom. That alone, open shut case right there. He is the reason. People like him are the reason why we can't have nice things because the government and dumb people in society believe well, and there's so many problem. Even, yeah, there's so many actors that are way against, like Liam Neeson. He is against guns, like you wouldn't believe. But every one of his movies, taken. he's uh, Liam Neeson taken. He's using guns in every <laughs> yeah. scene. So what? You know, get your story straight here. Uh, but those aren't actual guns. Those are prop guns. Uh -huh. Yeah. How did the Alec Baldwin uh, prop gun thing work? I wasn't supposed to squeeze the trigger, uh, but man. I pointed and I did it anyway. I thought it would be nice. Donald Trump's an idiot. I wonder how much money he made off Saturday Night Live doing Donald Trump every day for four years. Uh, well, that's one of his best, you know, impressions, I guess. But was it very good? Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, with was it Saturday Night Live just slamming <laughs> yeah. it down your throat? Dude, I stopped watching Saturday Night Live just so long ago. They're just, it just. I never trash. started. Yeah. I just watched the old seasons before I was even born. Yeah, that was about it. And then some of the Will Ferrell skits later, and some of the school. Dana Carvey. We go to like uh, Bryson Roller's house, kind of our little friend group, mm -hmm. and dude, it's just not. It's funny. forced and it's, it's boardroom. Liberal humor. agenda, just, just boardroom stupid. humor. 
I mean, what's his name? Uh, that dude from Half Baked. That's like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Jan. Thank you, Jan, <laughs> man. Yeah, that dude was on Rogan. I can't remember his name. Gosh, I love him. He's great. He was talking about how he got kicked off Saturday Night Live and how exactly how it works. They not only steal your jokes, they don't allow you to do anything. If you don't agree with them wholeheartedly, you're not allowed on. You know, and then the second they that you speak up at all, you're out. Yeah, you're out. They want full control. They they'll just steal your jokes and pass them on to their other board members. Like, oh, that's so great. And then you got people like Chuck Schumer, legitimately wrote jokes. Was it Jimmy Fallon? He he wrote jokes for he was a writer or Stephen Colbert on, or something. Chuck Schumer wrote jokes, and you know the only reason why he did it is so he could sit at home late night and be like, <laughs> "I told him to do that, guys. I told him to do that." It's like this weird power grab, this power trip these people are on. I don't think it's like just all about money. You know, I said that when Simmons was here. I don't believe money is power. Power brings money right. because if you have money tyler and don't i don't like necessarily you, get power I'm the from government, a lot of money i'm but... gonna take your money from you and yeah. that money did nothing for you but attract attention right and it brought me to come steal it from you when in fact if you have power first and you work the systems first and you meet these people you definitely have more opportunity yes for and then i think that's what will bring money is yeah and fame and power for these people is is that all in. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll play ball. What are we playing? We're playing cricket. Sure. I don't know how to play, but I'll play it. Sure. No. And they just constantly line their pockets. They get rich. They do it. They trick us. They trick us. This fire behind us, folks. It is dying. It's dwindling. And our, I think our that's heater's our natural not necessarily timer. keeping us this warm. Yeah. I should have brought that other, the bigger one in here. This is uh we're we're at about hour fifteen. Okay, right, let me think see. Think for our good. first day of shot show info release. I think that's not too bad. You know, we'll be I'll be doing a lot more research on the shot show stuff and coming back in the next podcast or two to kind of fill you in on any other uh, exciting firearm related things that are coming out in the industry. I know there's uh, there's lots of optic companies I didn't get a chance to look at Vortex and Trigicon, EOTech and Geisley now, weird. You know, there's, yeah. there's like some weird brands doing some stuff now that never used to do things in certain markets. So I'm pretty excited about that. Well, what do you think? You have anything else? I don't think so. I could probably come up with a good uh, closing song though. All right, hit us by out. just doing a quick guns search in Spotify. Oh, Green Day, Twenty One Guns. Oh yeah, Twenty One Guns. All right. Appreciate you guys listening yeah. to us. First real podcast of the year. Thanks for listening to Beer Bros Campfire Fun Time. I've been Grant. I'm Tyler. Thanks, guys. See ya.